Aaron, before we begin, I'd just like to uh, uh, lodge a complaint here publicly on our, you know, our pub- okay. public forum. Um, okay. I just went to a McDonald's and there was no McFish on the menu. When the hell did that happen? Is it permanently banned or is it just my local McDonald's? I demanded to see the manager, but they accused me of being a male Karen, so I walked out. Come on, man. Gentlemen, wow. this is <laughs> Democracy Manifest. <laughs> Um, uh, big news for this episode. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that had to do with it. It's this is this is a weird transition, but um, yeah, this is the the charge eating a meal, a succulent Chinese meal. Speaking of succulent, Mm. this is our 69th regular non pop off episode of our show. It is. Yeah, that makes that makes it the uh, this is the sex episode Mm -hmm. when it comes to the seduction of women. There's no video of President Trump <laughs> sucking a ding dong. And so what if there was? <laughs> we've, we've been sitting on that one. Go ahead, sir. You had a question. <laughs> For a while. Yeah. And, Never had uh, an opportunity to use it until now. <laughs> yeah. So, you yeah. know, in Guess celebration. We can close the file of, on that one. Yeah. <laughs> In celebration of this uh, huge episode, uh, this this you. big this big monument, we are. Oh, um, <laughs> it's the sex episode. We're going to talk a lot about sex, a topic with uh, which uh, both Aaron and I are experts. Clearly, I think I don't think right. we even need to say it. It just obviously I think we really both... when you want when when people are thinking about a sex podcast, they they think about well, we should. Obviously, let's consult Aaron and Andrew. Right, we just ooze sex appeal. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Um. E e e e e. Probably avocado dog. Yeah. Speaking of, um, you you have that. some some nudes discussion of nudes here. <laughs> yeah, I I just put a a topic here in the show notes I called Aaron. No Aaron's idea new, what that's about. Yeah, my new cheesy nudes. Cheesy um, nudes. Yeah. So, uh, well, hello everybody. I'm Huel Hauser and here I am eating my salad. I've got lots of lettuce here. This is, this is a new, this is a new recipe that I've come up with a new noodle, uh, technology. Mm. So I wanted to share it with people because I've, it's really been delighting me. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. and what you do is you get some of those, um, they're, they're like, Fresh ramen noodles. You can buy them on the on the Bezos store. You can. I'm sure you can find them other places. <laughs> but they're not dry noodles. They're like they're like all, they're ready to go. Like they 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 cook real quick. Right. No- no- like, noodles ready to eat. Noodles, comma ready yeah. to eat. N N R E. And you, uh, what you do is you get a you get a big pan or a wok if you got a wok, and you're gonna make. I mean, this is similar to like you know my technology for kimchi fried rice, but like you're gonna you're gonna make a spice infused oil. So you're gonna get some whatever kind of oil you want. Mm-hmm. You can use ghee. You can just use vegetable oil. What it whatever. And you're gonna put some Korean chili flakes in there. Mm-hmm. You're gonna put some garlic in there. You're going to cook it for a little while to get that flavor into that oil. And then you're going to set that to the side. And then you're going to boil some water. You're going to cook your noodles like the the ready to eat noodles. It's like a minute and a half, two minutes tops Mm. 
take those noodles out, throw them in that hot wok, that hot, flat, big frying pan, because you're going to need a lot of space for this. Um, and then you're going to stir it up, make sure it gets all coated in that oil. And then you're going to put a little bit of the, the water in there, just a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. uh, of the mm-hmm. noodle water that has the starch in it. Yeah. And this is a new technology for me is instead of stirring it, you're going to sugar, 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 you're going to shake the pan. Right. And by shaking the pan in this manner, I don't know why it works so much better than stirring, but it will start to emulsify the mm. oil and the starch water, mm-hmm. um, which is which is what you're looking for. And the water will start evaporating. And then the big secret ingredient that you're going to pull out is the shittiest um, processed <laughs> cheese food, uh, American Product. cheese. Right. Yeah. Large yeah. max. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. And you're going to just, just tear a, it into pieces. A big old block and of you're Velveeta. Gonna, <laughs> you could do it with Velveeta, I assume. Yeah. Um, but I just have American cheese on hand. And yeah. you put that in the pan, Some just tear it into strips because you don't want it to be a big piece. You want it to melt down. And then you start stirring and, sh- and sugar, 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 shaking it. And it's going to emulsify and create a cheese sauce. And then you've got these like spicy, cheesy noodles. Mm-hmm. they're just mm-hmm. i mean i can't even describe how how tasty they are yeah oh my god <laughs> can i tell you you, you mentioned yeah. garlic and that got me thinking i i made a, a a meal kit meal this week that was like a focaccia pizza but it had that looked very good it was very good it had um uh fontina cheese you know pizza sauce mm-hmm. um uh red pepper um mm-hmm. bell pepper uh, um and then uh, uh what was the other thing that was on it uh, i don't remember oh capers um oh but okay yeah, yeah yeah you you bake it but then um while you bake it you make a little you make a little garlic oil like you get you you, you know you mm-hmm. uh, you crush some garlic and you blend it with some olive oil and then you you drizzle that over the top and that was uh um just a, that yes it made it very good you, you like to bite into the pizza and get a nice little nice little zesty garlic you know little little bit yeah. of garlic in there it's i don't great. know if i've talked about it on here but i have a working theory that like all of the great culinary traditions of the world outside of western european stuff have this like commonality of they do a lot of tempering spices and oils mm-hmm. and like it just brings so much flavor it certainly seems and maybe that that's way, yeah maybe that's what right. differentiates like white Pizza. people food from from not white people food not white people food <laughs> i forgot i had that <laughs> so yeah cheesy Let nudes uh try it out cheesy nudes. all okay, right up so, next uh what we have here is uh eau claire's east side hill turf house got a modern renovation if you'd like to to click through on the article oh uh, wow um wait so, why did they why i yep <laughs> here we are um oh no so this is a house that was uh notable uh in eau claire wisconsin uh because um it had just a whole bunch of astroturf throughout it um you can see here the spiral staircase which is finished in astroturf for each of mm-hmm. the risers um and then they renovated it and they replaced it instead of this like look at this picture on the right you have the picture on the left which is it before with the astroturf then the picture on the right yeah. could very well be a black and white picture that's how monochromatic it is Everything, everything's been painted white everything, and look 
Look at look at what they have. What stands before us? The freaking gray wood. Gray wood. Yeah, gray wood floors. They replaced the, the astroturf with like some gray wood click flooring. Just, if your yeah. house has gray wood, it sucks. Yeah. Now scroll Start down a little over. bit and look at look at the wallpaper we don't in this basement. Really want what we think we desire. Look at this. Okay, look at this bathroom and look at this wallpaper in it. Isn't that crazy? That is a bit crazy for a bathroom. It is. I will give it I don't, that. I, I like it. I, I have to say, the cedar planking, I also think, looks pretty good in that <laughs> the new, case. The new bathroom looks like a Minecraft bathroom. It does. I like it. It does, yes. Oak planks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, now, apparently, there was an original electric hand dryer in one of the bathrooms, which they left in there, but then they made the rest of the bathroom gray, um, which, you know, cool. Um, why? What's with yeah, the gray? I'm just why? Scrolling through here. Uh, yeah, they kind of stripped all the character from this house. If you scroll down, there's the a lot of the pictures. Countertops of... in the bat in the in the kitchen are like blue. Yeah, like they're a nice sort of cerulean blue. Blue. They've got like antique brass look handles. They've got like a green sink. Do you see that? It's like a it's like a seafoam green. It is. It's like yeah, or like maybe it's like avocado because the hood avocado. Is the yeah, you're right. Like, it is. It doesn't yeah. go. It doesn't work. So it, what it really doesn't. So what do they replace that with? Uh, white cabinets with black countertop. Everything in this remodeled thing is everything is a shade of gray. It truly is. If you scroll down, except for that bathroom that's finished in cedar planks, everything else is literally gray in some form or fashion and it looks bland to be quite honest <laughs> we why don't do you, love it do, stop do people, doing this do these people i'm issuing live a, in a black and white movie stop <laughs> yeah. doing this stop it may Allah i just awaken think, the people <laughs> i distinctly remember uh. visiting like houses like open houses mm-hmm. back in the day with my parents which like when i was a kid and like and they would have like shag carpeting and stuff like that and like astroturf in the house. The 70s were wild, man. They were wild. And like, it's incumbent upon us to preserve that little bit of wildness. You know? We really do. It's like it's like on, we've determined to eliminate all whimsy from our world. And I Truly. really don't yeah, like we're moving, that. Yeah, that's, we should maybe do a whole pop-off episode about. Because the often the thing I complain about, especially when we talk about like when logos get changed, is that they remove yeah. all the whimsy. I feel like we need yeah. to we need to define that further and, and invest in knowledge. But put that yes. in the show notes. Put that yeah. put it up put that up there because we need to talk about this later. <laughs> um, speaking of removing all the whimsy and just like basically removing everything, mm-hmm. Joe Biden is Joe Biden. at it again. Your boy, your boy, Joe Biden. Clap for that, you stupid bastard. Yeah, um, he did a town hall this week, um, and he gave us what I think will be the enduring soundbite of his whole presidency, which is I will not. Make that happen. Which is, yeah. Um, basically, I will someone, not in, someone make that happen. Someone in town hall asked him if he was going to do the $50,000 student loan debt relief, and he said, I will not make that happen. Which is, uh, yeah, it's great. We love it. Um, <laughs> let's see. He's already, yeah. I mean, what I was thinking earlier was that, you know, whereas Trump, you know, delighted the, the right but infuriated the left, Biden is doing unity by infuriating both the right and the left. He's making no one happy and he's doomed to fail. I think it's going to have a kickback or, or like a blowback that he's not expecting because I've seen like sort of normie people and I like who I haven't checked in on a while. And then I like check in on them and I pull up their their timelines and it's like slide to the left. Slide to the left. Yeah. To the left. To the left. 
And I think and that, I think that your run of the mill Democrat is seeing that like the Republican Party has been cowed into basically doing the will of its base, and they're like, "Well, now wait a minute. Why doesn't the Democratic Party listen to me in that way?" And the answer is <laughs> yeah, because they least, hate you. But you know, at least like the people who vote for Republicans get something. Yeah, they now, get, they get results. We don't we don't like what they get, right. but that's what they wanted. You know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's but you vote, very you vote dis- for a Democrat. They say they're going to do things and then they get in power and they go, actually, no, we're not. We're not going to do that. We're not. I mean, it's so hard because you saw this coming a mile away. You know, yeah, we just we knew it was going to be like this, but there was like these little glimmers of hope. That, we decided then- we were going to change the world and we did. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Give me a break. You know what I'm yeah. just thinking is that, you know, but even I can't do that for another two year, another a year. <laughs> I don't know. This week has just been bad for my brain. Um, I have no empathy <laughs> for it. Give me I, a break. I'm in a weird place. I issued a tweet that I like sure caused a lot of raised eyebrows because I got like mm. no interactions on it. Mm. But um, it was like uh, about despite because like, Rush Limbaugh died. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. A real one. Um, <laughs> Come on, Matt. Smoked, uh, smoked himself to death. You hate to see it. <laughs> yeah, he just he was he was he took all the pills and smoked all the things. It was remarkable that even people on the left was like, "Well, don't don't speak ill of the dead." It's like you could. This is the thing. You could go onto Twitter and you could be like, you know, Slobodan Milosevic illustrated the genocide of you know Bosnians and Croats, and people would be like, "That's just really rude." To speak ill of the dead in that way. <laughs> People are so just brain dead. Like yeah. I so so I think I've talked about it on here, but if I haven't, if you're new, you don't understand that I grew up conservative. I grew up um actually like a big ditto head. So I <laughs> I listened to Rush Limbaugh on the radio all, every day. I watched his. He had a television show. Um, I even purchased some Rush they Limbaugh put him on TV. neckties. Jeez, they did put him on TV. He oh. had a TV show. Hmm. Um, so uh, you know that's that's how how I grew up. Um, thankfully I have found my way out of that. Um, but I tweeted, I tweeted something that I thought was going to be funny, but I think people just were concerned where I said, like, despite what, what, what you may think about him, he's a terrible person, but his ties did slap. And have you seen his ties? Um, no, I don't think I rush Limbaugh. Well, I'm looking at your, I'm looking at your, your tweet here. You've got an image of his ties and he does have very, uh, uh, whimsical ties <laughs> they're super they're the opposite of gray they're not they're, yeah mm. any <laughs> like this is putting astroturf on the maximal tie. Tie, they're like yeah they're super colorful and insane and that one that's like the yellow tie with the it's got like looks like peacock feathers but they're like blue and red and stuff mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um i i that's one that i owned oh and yeah. I love that tie. Someone stole it from me. Weirdly. Oh wow, that's unfortunate. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I would prefer you know, not to. Yeah, that's like a point where his disgusting hogman brashness was like, well, you know what? Okay, these ties are like so ugly that they like kinda, kinda verged around, into like the realm over. of. <laughs> yeah, like okay, I kind of like these. Mm-hmm. Um. 
But yeah, I think people were just concerned that I've become pro Limbaugh, and I will uh, let you know that yeah, I have not. That's, that's, we don't. Yeah, that's <laughs> he was a yeah. terrible, terrible human being, <laughs> responsible for rotting the brain of many, many people. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. not not sad he's dead. Have you noticed the prices of things, Andrew? I do notice the prices of things because I purchase things from time to time. Right. And you they, and me both purchase things. They cost money. That's something we which have in is, common. Uh, which is a great annoyance to me, but, you know. Yeah, yeah I, I just like, I, it's one of these things that I feel like nobody's talking about. Mm. But like, and I haven't taken a look at the consumer price index to like, so that I can verify to my, um, completely brain addled um yeah you know type of political speaking people that it's true but like i know for sure the cost of things is going up Mm -hmm. because it's just becoming more and more expensive to live and i the thing that really brought this to my attention is that like a couple years ago like yeah maybe two years ago so like 2019 Mm -hmm. i developed a really bad habit of for breakfast going to the -the jack-in-the-box Oh, um, hmm. restaurant in the morning on the way to work. Yeah. And I would order the same thing and, and it's not good for me. Um, but it's very tasty. And this is a number six, large regular fries, diet, cherry, Dr. Pepper in order of onion rings. Mm-hmm. So, um, I did get the diet cherry, Dr. Pepper. So that was, that was healthy. Of course. Um, yeah. but the number six is the ultimate cheeseburger. Hmm. So it's just like a big beefy burger for breakfast, huh? For breakfast, a burger for hmm. breakfast. Okay. Um, it really hit the spot. I don't know why. Yeah. But uh, it was responsible for many pounds of my weight gain at the time. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that it cost because I ordered it so much. I memorized the price. It was ten dollars and seventy six cents for all of that. Mm. Which is pretty good for like a big burger. Oh a Big yeah. thing of fries, a giant thing of soda, and a big order of onion rings. Mm-hmm. I went and got that. I was like running. My alarm didn't go off the other day and I was like running late and I hadn't eaten dinner. And so mm. I was just like starving and I had to get something quick on the way to work. So I just like you did, you went little, and grabbed this. did a little nostalgia trip as it yeah. were. Yeah. Yeah. And now it costs thirteen ninety four. So yeah. it's like almost like it's over $3 more expensive over two years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's inflated. Yeah. Yeah. It's now, the same. I'm a, I, you know, uh, I think a Chipotle burrito, like a chicken burrito, used to be like, you know, uh, about six bucks. And these days it's closer to eight. You know, and it's like what it I'm is. I'm not making that much more money. Yeah. That's for sure. I'm, you, Brian. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. So cost cost of living is increasing. Yeah. But minimum uh, wage has stayed the same over the over the same period. Come on, man. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like. Nobody talks about it either. But like, here's the thing, Aaron, about this? is, uh, uh, you know, if we raise the minimum wage, then the prices will go up. <sighs> My which, answer is something called science. You know, uh, which is funny when people say that because it's like, yeah, well, they're already going up. But <laughs> also they're not going to do be doing they're that. They're <laughs> not going up by as much as people are concerned about. Like, it's just the th- inflation is a thing that it, it's a phenomenon. It occurs. Yeah, inflation is wild. I've been learning about inflation a little bit because we've been we've been prepping for a. Well, I don't want to spoil it, but there's a topic we've been working on, um, 
and it, and inflation is part of it. It is. And just reading about it, my only conclusion is I think nobody has any idea about what causes inflation and about what inflation does. I think you're right. I, I also think that money's I, fake. True. Yeah. True. I think that's important. Yeah. We should write that down. Someone should write that down somewhere. Someone make a note <laughs> of that. Anyway. Mods? Mods? Uh, have you heard, uh, you heard what's been going on in Texas? Tech, Texas. Yeah. Oh, we need that. We need the, the stars that night star. are big and bright. Way there, way on down in Texas, uh, they've been having some trouble with their electricity system. Um, ha 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 get wrecked Texas yeah, you all voted for this all of you all of you voted for this this is what you get for each one of you individually voting for Republicans yeah no um, so Texas um, has its own power grid which is called the Texas interconnection uh, the reason that it has its own power grid is to avoid federal regulation because if it doesn't cross state lines it's not subject to um federal regulation or regulation by the uh, National Electricity Reliability Council. Um, so this means that they uh, don't have to have quite as many reserves as uh, the rest of the country. And also mm -hmm. their uh, power grid is extremely deregulated. I was reading it is apparently common for, for people in Texas to change their electricity provider like you change like cable or cell phone providers, which is wild to me because that's not a thing that I can do or have ever <laughs> been able to do. Like if I call up my utility, Detroit Edison, and say like, can I switch? They'd be like, switch to what? <laughs> yeah, we have some of that in California, but it's like... It's 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 almost like you know how certain cell providers will like provide plans on the same network. Right, like yeah, the, mobile. They're all mm -hmm. in the Sprint network or whatever. Yeah, and that's we that's essentially like that. what it is in Texas. You know, it's just sort of you're getting the power from the same place. You know, the same power plants nearby or whatever. It's just who you're paying for that. You know, yeah. um, and indeed there are even apps. There's one called Gritty uh, that lets you. Um, <laughs> theoretically it lets you pay like the wholesale price, um, which is usually mm -hmm. way cheaper than the retail price, except this became a massive problem because <laughs> when nobody's paying, uh, any more than it, the yeah. literal baseline cost. <laughs> um, so it happened that it got very cold and snowed in Texas. And, uh, as a result, everybody turned their heat on. And their heat is either electric, which meant they were using more, you know, electricity from the power supply, the power system, or gas, which meant that they were using gas that would well, normally shit. go to the yeah. gas power plants. And this resulted <laughs> in um, probably the widest blackouts we've had in this country in a while. Um, and there was all sorts of finger pointing as to who, you know, what was responsible for this. A lot of right wing people wanted to say that this was due to wind power, which it isn't. Um, wind power actually exceeded expectations of production during this whole time. Um, it was largely a failure in uh, gas systems because natural gas, when you get it out of the ground, has a little bit of water in it. And when it gets cold, that freezes and that causes issues. Mm. Also, um, because of the cold, the, the, uh, it was directed by the Texas Railroad Commission, which regulates everything except the railroads, um, to basically direct the flow of gas to heating uses instead of power plants. So some power plants basically lost their source of fuel and had to shut down. 
Um, mm. And then this was further exacerbated by the fact that because Texas has its own power grid, it only has a handful of interconnections with the rest of the U.S.'s two power grids and also the Mexican grid. And it could not import enough power to keep the lights on everywhere, basically. Bruh. And so this has resulted in uh, quite a lot of um, blackouts, which have now mostly been resolved in the sense that, like, the actual, they ordered rolling blackouts. Those have been, um, you know, those have been done away with now as um, supply has been restored. But in the meantime, the loss of power and heat has resulted in tons of water damage from freezing and cracked pipes. <laughs> oh my gosh, um, it's so bad. <laughs> it is predicted that it might end up being more expensive than the hurricanes that hit Houston a, a couple of years ago. So, Ugh. um, but yeah, like I say, the the, um, the Wall Street Journal uh, opinion section, the editorial board, um, has decreed that this is um, uh, power shortages show the folly of eliminating natural gas and coal. Um, and of course, I can't read the whole thing because it's a Wall Street Journal and it's paywalled, but it's, you know, not correct in any way. It's even contradicted by their own reporting because <laughs> they were the Wall Street Journal reported how the most of the outages were due to thermal power plant, which is to say coal and natural gas outages. Um, so <laughs> That's we what's so that. interesting about the Wall Street Journal and like the Financial Times, because like they're reporting for investor types. And so right. they actually, in a lot of times when they're talking about things, yeah, their news up, side is, is usually pretty accurate. <laughs> it's actually really accurate and they give away the game, but then the opinion side comes in and like tells you like, oh no, 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 no. Like this is the line for the rubes. Right. And then the actual reporting is for the insiders. Mm -hmm. It's just like, that's so American. <laughs> yeah. It's so bad. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, the water damage is just wild. Water damage, yeah. Um, there was there is a a, a little railroad tie here. Um, it was noted that basically this was made worse by the fact that um, Texas's Republican government basically didn't do anything about it um, because yeah. the Republican theory of governance is to just not, um, you know. And so, and we'll get into also Ted Cruz, of course, flew down to Mexico and then was made to come back a day later and people tried to defend him and be like, well, what is he going to personally do? Um, and the answer is he's a Senator. He has a lot of clout. He could have made if things you, happen. It's like, well, not just like gives away the game that right. like, oh, they recognize that he doesn't, he can't do anything right. that yeah. politicians have no power and that there's, there's like, so what is the point? What is the point of all this? Mm -hmm. it, to them, it's just all. It's all, um, it's wrestling, it's pro wrestling. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And anytime it's it comes up to like actual material conditions, they're like, oh, well, it's silly to believe that it, you don't really, you know, it's not real. Come on. Mm -hmm. And it's like, ah, <laughs> what? Uh, it's frustrating. But I want to share some tweets from Twitter user, uh, Futugu, who related the story um, of uh, Boucherville in Quebec in 1998 when there was an ice storm that um, uh, you know, shut off most of the power there. Um, what did they do? They made a call to the Canadian National Railroad who derailed one of their locomotives, drove it a kilometer down Main Street, and then they hooked up uh, power to it because diesel locomotives are ultimately just very big generators. So, like, <laughs> food for thought, <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's so, I, you know what I have, uh, my, my, my ideas about, uh, Quebecois, uh, about those folks, mm -hmm. you know, fluctuate, but sometimes, man, they just do s some pretty badass stuff. Yeah. <laughs>
Well, you know, the, yeah, Fudigo has some notes here. Political actors in Texas could use portable power generation capabilities of National Guard to run warring centers and provide food, use nuclear submarines ground power connections to provide power to coastal areas, repurpose graders and farm equipment for road clearing, which, by the way, they mostly didn't really attempt plowing as far as I heard. Things they are doing instead, shitposting, going on the news to cry about the Green New Deal, and going on vacation. So, it's great. Yeah, I'm I'm curious to see if this will affect the next like local elections in Texas or, you know, Ted Cruz's chances. <sighs> I don't know, but it is it is a it. particularly bad look for him to have run off to Mexico while everyone else in his state was suffering. It's just so well, and then there's that that other what was he like a mayor or something who just resigned and said you are you guys are on your own. Oh yeah, yeah. There was a there was a mayor who who said like um you know the government owes you nothing. The strong will survive and the weak won't. Which again is giving away the game. It's like yeah no it is this whole thing this public servant thing that I was elected to do I don't actually have to do any of that. I don't have listen I have no responsibility. <laughs> yeah, uh, you 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 expecting anything from me? That's on you, man. Yeah. That's on you. Friend of the show. Oh, what? <laughs> I just I'm want to so go over here um, from first. Discourse Blog, which has rounded up the people who are defending Ted Cruz. We have Ben Shapiro. Uh, it's not a real-time crisis that Ted Cruz, the senator from Texas, can do anything about. Do they expect Ted to go there with like a blowtorch and start defrosting all the pipelines? And I would say it would be a start. Yeah, at least it's something. Uh, Eric Erickson uh, says, the fact that people think Ted Cruz, a United States senator, can do anything about a state power grid, even his own, is rather demonstrative of the ignorance of so many people who cover politics. They'd rather performative drama than substance. Which is, I feel like he's correct in arguing that senators are useless and we should abolish them, but like not for the reasons that he thinks he's arguing that <laughs> well and he's not arguing for abolishing them he's just right. arguing for us not holding them accountable for anything. exactly and well, i mean oh, not ahead. to just put it all on ted cruz but you know you don't you don't exactly see beto out there you don't exactly see biden out there either, right so yeah and then you to have uh, uh, Dinesh D'Souza says, what could Ted Cruz do if he were here in Texas? I'm hard pressed to say. If he's in Cancun, that means he's not using up valuable resources of energy, food and water that can now be used by someone else. This is probably the best thing he could do for the state right now. <laughs> Which, uh, you know again, what? I agree. Texas, Let's actually make it permanent. Texas would be better off without Ted Cruz in it. But again, like we're missing the point. <laughs> <laughs> the I just think it's oh. funny that people felt the need to jump in and defend Ted Cruz. You don't have protect, to do that. Protect you know. the honor of Ted Cruz. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. We've got an ad. Yeah. Speaking of Texas uh, electricity companies, um, today we're sponsored by Enron 2, the sequel to Enron. Uh, oh. We're doing a lot of harmful energy uh, financial uh, shenanigans again. And we love it. We're cool. going to... You know, last time around, we disrupted California's electric grid. We've already done Texas's, mm -hmm. you know, sort of on its own. It collapsed under its own weight of deregulation. Um, yeah. So we're thinking, I don't know, maybe New York next. We got a long list. It really is. Know? It really is a proven model. It with is. A, with a track yeah. record. Mm -hmm. I, it's a wonderful grift. We're accepting investments. If you want to get in, you know, um, early, we would welcome that. Um, and yeah, so we're going to be, you know. Um, buying up all kinds of energy in a way that you apparently can because that makes sense because it's all financialized 
Um, mm-hmm. We're going to be cooking the books. I've got a large pot for the books. Um, you know, all of that. It's yeah. great. Yeah. I'm changing my name to Ken Lay, etc. Uh Len K. Len K. Is, is yeah. Len- Lenneth K. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're 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 Seffrey Jilling. <laughs> Ske- yeah. Skeffrey Jilling. Yeah. Anyway. I love that it's this is a fun and di- fun dynamic for us. Um that you know more about Enron than I do, but I'm older and I lived through it. Yeah. So- <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> like you you were what, like probably like three at the time or something? <laughs> I was like in high school, but you know, I wasn't that young. <laughs> uh, Enron two. Sign up today. Electric um, Boogaloo. Now I told you this was uh, uh 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 blew up the internet on Friday, and I told you I, I contacted th- you on Friday, and I said, please do not find out about this. I saw this was happening. I had windows open and I just closed all the windows. Yeah. Close them all. So okay. this is going to be, you, this is going to be like your real time reaction to this. So, um, uh, uh, this is meet euphoria, a new trans focused app backed by Chelsea Clinton, comma others. There's a new app for the transgender community and its name is euphoria founded in 2019. After winning a pitch at Hackout, the nation's only hackathon geared specifically towards aspiring LGBTQ plus tech entrepreneurs euphoria aims to empower the transgender community through every facet of their lives um so what does it Uh, consist of no uh today the platform has three prongs clarity bliss and solace clarity (laughs) but wait a minute they've got three prongs they've got three prongs oh i missed it here um (laughs) euphoria was created to take this tech even further um the founder says she would like the company to be considered an Adobe equivalent for gender transition, providing unique products for each specific pain point or moment in a trans person's journey. So, e, 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 e. what does that even mean? That means that, that we're gonna get so we're much. gonna get all the trans folks onto a Creative Cloud subscription. <laughs> uh, we're gonna monetize. We're monetizing uh, transition dysphoria yeah. mm-hmm. or something like. Yeah, so we've got three prongs: <laughs> clarity, bliss, and solace. Clarity is for people at the early stage of their gender transition, helping them track and measure things like gender identity, gender expression, and romantic or sexual attraction, so they have a better understanding of who they are. Bliss is a savings tool designed specifically for the trans community, offering tools that help users itemize their goals and save up more quickly. We'll come back to that in a moment. Finally, there's Solace, a resource guide that offers current credible information to help transgender people through whatever process of gender transition they desire. Um, if Euphoria I'm says it is the- I'm having such a hard time because like the way that they word this, mm-hmm. it won't seat in my brain. Mm. <laughs> it's just like, it won't stick. It's just gliding right off. Soon like, Euphoria like, will also be releasing Catharsis, a mental and emotional health platform designed for the trans community. So basically what they're doing here is they're doing, um, Clarity is basically, um, I think, uh, I don't have a tweet in here. It basically, it asks you like three questions, the, the whole Clarity app. It asks you, um, what is your gender identity? And there's a slider and the left is male. The right is female. And you can like middle slider it. <laughs> you basically, you just get to slider your gender identity, your gender expression and your sexual attraction. And that's basically that app is just like three sliders. Cause we, we all know that those things are just sliders, right? You're just, you know, that's how just, that, yeah, that's how I, sex, yeah, if you tur- think about turning sexual, a big dial labeled gender and, and turning back I, to the audience, I, I will say, I will say that like, 
sliders, you know, like the sandwich, they mm. really do turn me on. That, <laughs> that is true. Um, That's a different kind of slider. So there's clarity, and then there's then there's bliss, and uh, bliss is a transition mutual fund act that appears to invest your gender confirmation related savings into gay friendly securities. They have here their copy for it says a revolutionary savings app for the transgender community with the average cost of gender transition coming in at more than 150,000. Your bliss fund is so much more than just passive savings. Funds are placed in a mutual fund consisting of a rainbow index of public companies with strong commitments to LGBT equality. So it's just like Robin Hood for trans people <laughs> or like Vanguard yeah. for trans people. Uh, and then you have um, their Solace product, uh, so, which like is soulless. No, no, no. Like solace, solace. Like taking oh. solace. Um, okay. Which is sort of like a checklist of things to do when you transition, I guess. And uh, people noted that it <laughs> had the some. Trans, the, the, you know, you know what we were talking about. That trans checklist. Yeah. And people noted that this is not really how it works. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they also have a uh, you can you can pay them some money for the Solace Plus service, um, which basically just sends you an envelope with a gift card relevant to your transition. The he option is a razor subscription service. The they option <laughs> is a Starbucks gift card and the her, the she option is a Sephora gift card. <laughs> I love I love that we're just doing more gender. Mm hmm. We're like, let's let's reaffirm gender norms. That's that's what this is all about now. Right? Yes. Now, the company that makes Ladies, this, Ladies, you don't is, need to shave anything, right? Right. The the company that makes this is is called Euphoria and they decided to to tweet through it, um which of course we've mentioned many times that you should not do oh, this. Houston's Houston's law. Yeah. They got out down. what they did is they got out the y'all. Um so they said, "Yeah, Twitter's busy this morning. We're seeing a few common refrains so creating a thread to unify responses." Um, that's how that's how you know the Euphoria app is a POC because they start exactly. with y'all. Um, yeah, what they did is they they noted in the little thread of replies that they're not actually making very much money from any of this, which I'm sure their investors love that they've made that. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, they said uh, you know we're not taking money away from anyone. Privacy is utmost importance. So they said y'all, it may seem easy to demonize something based strictly on a headline, but the truth requires nuance. We're all people. We can have different opinions, but we shouldn't dehumanize each other in the process. And we're happy to answer more questions, but calling us monsters, evil, soulless doesn't seem like a great way to start brokering understandings. We don't have anything to hide, but we don't want to be berated with insults. Fair question mark. And I would simply say no. No. <laughs> my no. My response to this would be uh maybe consider that this was all a very bad idea. <laughs> well, Andrew, you know, one thing that I'm doing above all when I'm interacting with people mm -hmm. is I'm looking to broker understandings. Like, I love that's to, the way I love to broker understanding. I, that's the way I think about normal social interactions is like, mm -hmm. oh, I see somebody who seems like an inter interesting person. Let me go up to them and broker an understanding. Yep. That's a normal human way to talk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then just some notes again from the trans app. Um, it apparently lists starting a business as a lifestyle goal aside binding and coming out. And then there's a note here that says, uh, if you are misgendered by a member of law enforcement, you can clarify what the appropriate pronouns are, but it is equally important to maintain respect for that member of law enforcement. That's, that's <laughs> some copy from their app. Oh, God. Be sure to respect like, cops while correcting them on your pronouns. <laughs> the, thing, the thing is, it's like reading this, all I can see is that healthcare please. Yeah. You mm -hmm, know, mm -hmm. meme. Right. Like, 
This is all like a substitute. Well, I don't think for any of this normal health care for people who are right. I don't think trans. any of this actually like materially helps a transgender person in any way. No, what, but what you would can help? see that you can see that you can see insurance companies or businesses. Oh, sure, yeah, or things like substituting actual health care for this. Right, yeah. It's like uh, oh, instead of us hockey. paying for your 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 you know your gender confirmation surgery, um, we are happy to provide you a free subscription to Solus Plus mm-hmm. on us. Yeah, and you can download mm-hmm. the app. Um, and That's it'll exactly be where this is. Right, exactly. That's exactly where this yep. is going, mm-hmm. and um it's very weird for them to be uh i don't know if the people who made this app heard of brianna taylor Mm. or or anything before they made this copaganda in their app but uh it's it's pretty rich isn't it yeah (laughs) i don't know this whole man this this whole thing just is is real bad makes me feel bad yeah, not happy about it. It was almost universally um, regarded as a as a very bad app idea. So I don't know. It, yeah, uh, I would. Still, I would like to. They're still tweeting through it, so we'll see what happens. I would like to broker a couple bones, if you know what I'm saying. Right. Of the people who are in charge of this. <laughs> uh, nice. Um, something that's also cringe that mm. I've been, I've just been following lately. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen that I've been um. I've been updating, doing a lot of updating my my Twitter lists. Mm. Um, I've made some of them public. I don't know if anybody wants to follow them. Feel free. Um, but I'm 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 doing like news lists. So I'm doing like news specific to like my local region of the high desert in California, and then like a larger subset, which is the Inland Empire of California, and then a larger subset, which is California, and then a larger subset, which is US politics. So I have like all these different lists. Mm-hmm. So I can like follow news by like, you know, where they're and my really good list thought leaders, T H O T leaders, which is mm. a very good uh that's that that's <laughs> where I spend most of my day in. Um I better be but, in that uh, list. You're not in that list. Oh. I probably should put you in that list. Well, you're private right now. I am now, private so right now. Never mind. <laughs> you're in my VIP list. Yeah. Um, okay. That's as long as. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, we'd have to end the uh, podcast. <laughs> but uh, one of the things is that like when you have like a local you, you put on my really local list has like a lot of like city governments and it has mm-hmm. a lot of the like the police departments just because. You know, I want to know what they're saying. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And so I've been following a lot of the local police Twitter and it's really weird and surreal. It's yeah. Um, bizarre. I'm just reading this first tweet that you've put in here from the Hesperia police and it's yeah. written in such a way <laughs> it's written like cop speak that you would get from like them testifying at like an indictment, except that this is like supposed to be a heartwarming story. Deputy like, White. This is PR. <laughs> Deputy White responded to a residence to check on the welfare of an elderly female and observed that the female lacked groceries and food for her animals. The female was provided information on in-home support services, and our station delivered groceries to her residence. Smiley face emoji. And I just like, uh, I tactically ascertained that the subject uh, lacked sustenance within her refrigeration <laughs> unit. 
I provided her we, the... And we, ret- we returned with backup to the domicile to provide nutritional supplements to we, the female. We provided numerous supplementary nutrition packages as well as providing information on the uh, whereabouts and availability of local support services to the female. <laughs> I also so shot her dog. <laughs> They keep calling it the female. The female, okay, yeah. That's... It's very dehumanizing to be, yeah. It, and you'll notice that that's a trend through some of these. Uh-huh. Like, it's very dehumanizing, but they're attempting to do positive PR and promote them. It's like, no, we're good. We help people. Yeah. But they can't actually behave like a normal human being. Like, they can't see people as people. And it's so sick and twisted. Mm-hmm. Um. So there's that. Uh, then the, another thing that I've noticed is that like the police post about like road closures and for not for uh, like not for like um you know like uh, an emergency uh, an emergency but just like this is like the road central road between Hurons Avenue and Standing Rock Avenue will be closed for sewer improvements. It's like thanks. Now I'm gonna tell you Central Road between that area. There's like there's just like not a lot. There's not a lot of people going through there yeah. during the daytime. Mm-hmm. Like everyone there would know it. It wouldn't this really is impact just, a lot of people. This is just again an, um, another profession that we're pushing off onto police, along with like social work and you know. Yeah. <laughs> now they yeah, that's now the they have to trend. do construction notification. Like, come on. You see them doing everything. This next one is one of my favorites mm. um, because you read it and you don't quite understand what's going on until you see the pictures. Like. Congratulations to Deputy WKZ, who was presented with a medal of life-saving today. KZ rendered aid to Deputy Ko, who was attacked by a suspect wielding a machete. KZ's efforts saved Deputy Ko's life. Barstow's finest. This is from some police in Barstow. Um, yeah. So, so what they're doing is they're, they're awarding a cop for doing his job. Right. Of keeping another <laughs> cop from dying at the hands of person, a person wielding a machete, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, it's cops have like guns and tasers. So I'm not really sure how brave it is to save someone from a machete. Yeah. <laughs> like they just like have to, like you did the congrats. You did the bare minimum. Right. Yeah. Of protecting your coworker. And they try to get Here's mad at medal. us about participation trophies. Yeah, exactly. Here's here's a medal. And not only are we giving you a medal, we got a tweet about this. Yeah. Also a little <laughs> certificate. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm just I'm just perplexed learned. by this conference room they're in. There's like I'm very confused <laughs> by it. <laughs> there's um also there's the copier like, outside. <laughs> anyway. I love the the posters on the wall. Trustworthiness, responsibility, respect. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, we love it. Just uh, we love it. Good old cops. The next thing I've learned about is Hope Team. Mm. Um, so Hope Team is a San Bernardino County Sheriff's Department program that like goes ostensibly. They're they're going to homeless people and to get them service with like providers and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. trying to be a trying to do good work there. Um. I'm really pretty all I've seen them do is uh serve notices on homeless people and kick them out and and uh harass them uh right. other than in their propaganda and anytime I see it from another perspective that's what it is. Uh, and this is yet again a, a in, instance of them 
talking about people trying to do public PR and it just sounds like a robot. They, they give the game so, away a little bit on their website. It says, the vision of hope, which is homeless outreach and proactive enforcement, is to increase the quality <laughs> of life for all citizens of San Bernardino by reducing crime associated with the homeless population and subsequently saving tas- taxpayer costs and resources. Yeah. So it's get the homeless people out of your neighborhood. Yeah. Because they're you doing know. crimes. Because they're, yeah, they're criminals. Mm-hmm. That, but just by nature, you know? Right. Um... This tweet, several people accepting of services at this large encampment. Capacity of available resources make it difficult for a fast turnaround. I don't even know. Um, what, what are their services and what are their resources here? Does this mean they ran out of handcuffs? I'm confused. It's so vague. They're yeah. people accepting of services. But you notice this is yeah. a trend. If you look at this next tweet. I love to accept services. Work- it's one of my favorite activities. <laughs> That's me. I'm always looking for services to accept. Our team work with agencies throughout the county to stabilize homeless individuals oh, to I, accept services. I love, I love to be stabilized so that I can accept services. God, <laughs> the word, the word choice is so deliberate and tactical, and it's just so, yeah, uh, it's just so nauseating. I love stabilizing yeah. homeless individuals. Like if that doesn't sound euphemistic to you, I don't know. I don't know how to help. <laughs> I bet if you if you followed our local mutual aid group in the high desert, like mm-hmm. put their account right next to the Hope Team's account, you just see like the Hope Team. We went to stabilize and uh, ha- help people accept services. And uh, then you'd see the mutual aid program. Well, the police are telling this encampment that they're going to light them on fire right, unless yeah. they move. So we're helping them out. Like, You're unstable. Yeah. So we have to stabilize you. You must be. Sta- I love to be stabilized. Yeah. You know, it's what. Yeah, again. Stabilize, st- stabilize me. I love daddy. accepting <laughs> services. I love. Ex- I love being stabilized. I love being stable. Except- <laughs> when you think about accepting services, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I I love to accept services. <laughs> Come on, man. Um. Uh, we the last thing we've got to talk about today is uh, a great take here. Hop aboard. Yep. Uh, Metroliner, the smarter shuttle. We're doing trains uh, because <laughs> the Cato Institute, uh, foremost repository of the dumbest libertarian thoughts, has published Na- named after Cato Kalin. Indeed, yeah. Um, <laughs> which is how you know it's good. Um, yeah, they published an article uh, entitled "A Global Leader in Obsolete Technology." Uh, by by Randall oh, O'Toole, and let me tell you, he is a tool, um, and we'll get into that. Uh, it says, Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg, Pete Buttigieg wants to make the United States the global leader in high-speed rail. That's like wanting to be the world leader in electric typewriters, rotary telephones, or steam locomotives, all technologies that were once revolutionary but are functionally obsolete today. High-speed trains in particular... Uh-huh. No. were rendered obsolete in 1958 when Boeing introduced the 707 jetliner, which was twice as fast as the fastest trains today, uh, which is interesting because if you recall from our high-speed rail episode, you will you will remember that the first high-speed rail system, the Shinkansen in Japan, was inaugurated in 1964, which was after the 707 jetliner. Uh, mm. I wonder, hmm, I wonder why that could be. Possibly mm. they have different purposes. Um, <laughs> aside from speed, what makes high-speed rail obsolete is its high cost. Unlike airlines, which don't require much infrastructure other than landing fields, 
<laughs> High-speed trains require huge amounts of infrastructure that must be built and maintained to extremely precise standards. Yeah, we don't have to maintain aircraft to highly, uh, extremely precise standards either. <laughs> Also, landing oh fields, landing fields, and air, airports, those famously small parcels of land. This also ignores yeah. the guy clearly has no idea what's going on because obviously, you know, he's saying, like, oh, you don't need track for air airlines. But of course, you do need like air traffic control centers and radar. You do, and you GPS do, you just don't, planes and, just don't fly anywhere. They have flight paths that are determined. You know, like there's laws about where there's, planes can fly. There's quite a lot of support structures to make sure that planes you know, don't collide into don't, each other in the middle of the sky. A, a lot of rich people don't like trains or like planes uh, flying over their house either, weirdly. Yeah. But I'm, which seems discordant with what this guy's saying, mm -hmm. but you know. Highways require infrastructure, but not this level of precision. While a four lane freeway costs about 10 million to 20 million a mile, California ended up spending 100 million a mile building its abortive high speed rail line on flat ground. Um, it's worth noting that that's because they rolled highway projects into that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, then he talks about how Obama proposed building 8,600 miles of high-speed rail lines in six disconnected networks. Um, and then, uh, you know, um, except for California, no one really took them up on the money for that. Um, one corridor saw frequencies increase by two trains a day. That corridor and two others saw speeds increase by an average of two miles per hour. Three other corridors actually saw speeds decline by an average of one mile per hour. Effectively, the $11.5 billion was all wasted, which is just misunderstands <laughs> the sort of challenges that we face. Um, then he talks a bit more about California's system. Uh, and he says, you know, um, we now know, so he sort of extrapolates based on how much the California high-speed rail system is projected to cost, what it would have cost to do the 8,600 miles, and he says it would have cost over $1 trillion, uh, unlike the interstate highway system, which cost only about half a trillion. <laughs> when? Yeah. In today's, but was paid entirely out of highway user feeds, none of the cost. Yeah. Also, I don't know. It's the idea, I guess, is that the interstate highway system was paid for by user fees through like the gas tax, which a lot of it was, but a lot of it wasn't as well. Um, rail advocates want to ignore the dollar costs and instead argue we should have high speed trains because they are climate friendly. But building high-speed rail releases thousands of tons of greenhouse gases into the atmosphere for every mile. Even if the operating trains produce fewer emissions than planes, and there's no guarantee that it would, th what? there is. <laughs> there is. Especially if they're electric. What? It would take decades to save up enough to make the for, up for the construction cost, uh, which I don't think is true. And the rail lines must no. be effectively rebuilt every 20 to 30 years, unlike high highways, which obviously don't have to be rebuilt every 20 to 30 years. Because we have to rebuild them every five to ten years. Or planes or yeah. airports. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he talks about how China built 22,000 miles of high-speed rail and now China State Railway is in debt. Um, I would note that China State Railway is not a profit-making entity, so, like, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> Money fake. Uh, and uh, he says if we were to emulate China's transportation system, we should look instead at its freeways. Which is remarkable because China's freeway system is based on the U.S. freeway system. So he's basically saying that we should just do more freeways. Um, he notes that China's road construction is uh, going nuts, which is, you know, uh, really silly As idea for them. Someone who lives in luck. California, which is the the freeway capital of the world. Mm -hmm. No, please. No, yeah. no. I Please. No. It sucks. It's terrible. 
China also realizes something that American political leaders have forgotten. Highways drive economic growth because unlike Amtrak or public transit, they are used by the vast majority of people. I wonder why Amtrak trains might not be used by the vast majority of people. Maybe it's something to do with the fact that there really aren't enough of them. <laughs> or surely and, there's the no opposing forces yeah. trying to make it fail. He surely. also says that is urban freeways natural? are the safest roads in the country to drive on, which is hilarious given the correlation of injury rates with speed. Um, yeah. And uh, the best thing about highways is that they can pay for themselves. Um, basically what this is, is saying that we should just have a bunch of highways and they should all have tolls. This is smuggling in the, like, we should use tolls instead of public money to pay for highways is the whole thing. This is the, nothing should be public. Everything should be. Yeah. I mean, that's Cato Institute fair. I do think it's funny cause it just sort of misunderstands that, um, you know, like jets and trains have different uses. You know, you can point out that like, yeah, no one's a train from New York to Los Angeles, like even a high speed train would not really be feasible because it would still take like 11 hours. That's not what those trains are for. They're for like, uh, well, as an example, L.A. to San Francisco or something like that or New or York to Boston. How many trains, <laughs> how many train cars can you send down a line per a day? How many planes can you send through a flight path mm -hmm. per a day? Like. It's not even close. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm the capacity just look up is here. much wanna, different. Let me let me look up here. The capacity of a 737 Max versus uh, yeah, um, one of the versus... highest capacity tr uh, high speed train. So 737 Max here. Let's look at the Max Eight. Um, let's see what its passenger capacity is. Uh, tell me the numbers, Wikipedia. Come on, <laughs> come on, Wiki. Don't make me read. Uh, Give me numbers. Specifications. Come here on. We go. Uh, but 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 seating, uh, two hundred max in a seven thirty seven max eight. Um, now okay. if we go over to France where they have the TGV duplex, which is a um a, a two seating level, basically it's you know a two story mm. train basically double decker. Yeah. Um, capacity on one of those five hundred and eight. <laughs> and that's that's one car. That's no, that's one train. One train, but yeah. how many trains can you send in the same time a flight would take? Do you know what I mean? Oh, you can yeah. send more trains because mm -hmm. you can send them in series, just all behind each other. Yeah, you can't do that with a plane. You can send them behind each other. You can also add more tracks. You can send some parallel to each other. Like, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. It's just not even like I don't know. These people just like I don't know. They don't have engineer brain or they don't have like logistical brain. Or I mean, obviously this is a bad faith argument. So right. I don't know why I'm. But but like people who fall for these arguments, like that's, I guess, the people I'm thinking about, like, just take a second and think about in practice mm -hmm. how different these modes of transportation are and how they're used differently. Right. I, I mean, even if it does cost more carbon to create a train track, it, it's going to last a lot more. You're going to be able to send more people on it. Yeah. And you're just dividing the cost over a, exactly. a much more. uh I think um, I've talked about that actually like passenger trips. trains have the lowest uh, emissions per passenger mile of any form of yeah. transportation. So Yeah. And then it drops even more precipitously if you use like electric trains rather than diesel trains, which we would want to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's just like I don't know why these people don't like and the and the, the real obvious answer is like if you just like step back and look at other places where it's like they're doing it and it works. Like mm -hmm. 
isn't yeah like why why can't we hear like <laughs> yeah it's the same thing with like healthcare or any other thing like that you can have all these other quibbles and arguments and stuff like that but it's like in general your proposition is that we're just like uniquely bad and can't hear or mm-hmm. like well and it, that's, it just requires ignorance <laughs> and that's why it is encouraging to hear uh be the judge say um he said that the u.s has been forced to settle for less than other nations when it comes to like our our train service and that we shouldn't basically I just don't know why people in other countries ought to have better train service or more investment in high-speed train service than Americans do. Amtrak has done a heroic job with the constraints that had been placed on them. Now we've got to take things to the next level. So what I'm saying is, Joe, uh, firstly, write the stimulus checks, then write a big fat check to Amtrak. And also also nationalize the railroads. This just in, I actually, I I ran it by Joe and he, he has a response. Oh. I will not make that happen. I have no idea what I'm doing. I was not prepared for this. I'm trying and I'm learning. Thank you for your patience. There's so many mistakes I have already made, but I'm working to be better day by day. And I think I'm gonna make it, but for now I'll say I have no idea what I'm doing. What I'm doing